Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Thanksgiving week. We hope that you have a happy Thanksgiving holiday and we actually recorded this episode a few months back and we had guest host Jesse from Backcountry Forward um, join the show and chime in. He kind of replaced Derek for an episode. How do you feel about that, Derek? Well, first of all, gobble and gobble again. Happy Thanksgiving. Um... How did he? Well, you know, it's. I think they're big shoes to fill, even though I'm a size ten, and uh, I think he did a great job. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. Am I threatened? Am I worried about losing my job? Um, no, not really. No. Okay. But uh, here we are. We're, we're gonna let the episode stand for itself, except for the very end, where you know we kind of promised Derek sharing one of his embarrassing moment stories, like I shared mine, oh, and uh, relates to Thanksgiving. So I thought we're, we're gonna cut into this episode a little bit, yeah. have an alternate ending, and um, you know we. We don't want to leave a whole episode alone without Derek, let's be honest. That would be a tragedy, and just yeah. wrong. So so with that said, here is the Thanksgiving week episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Backpacking and Blisters podcast. Unfortunately, Derek is not going to make it today, but we do have an amazing guest host, with me today is a man who chooses to live in a land that commonly reaches negative 20 degrees in the wintertime. Jesse from Backcountry Ford. How's it going, man? It is going <laughs> great. Yes, definitely commonly gets that cold, not even just in the wintertime, but also in the fall time. <laughs> with me today is a man who saved a family of baby ducklings with nothing but a rope that he twined from the, a can of Spam that he was going to eat for dinner that night. Paolo <laughs> Mandrioli. I feel like I feel like you collaborated with Derek on that one because <laughs> he's like, how can Carl use a rope or a string or a parachute cord for a multitude of things? And you just thought of a new one. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, and it goes with the theme of the uh, the episode today, doesn't it? That's true. It could, depending upon where we go with this. Well, upgrading, Up, downgrading, spam. Is that an upgrade? A downgrade? Debatable. Debatable. Right? Debatable. And we'll get, and maybe we'll get to that debate. But um, before we do, like we were kind of going back and forth today before we started recording this, and we kind of made some jokes about Backpacker Magazine. <laughs> and yeah. so, have you? Like, I don't know. Like, you're in Canada. So did you, like, is that something that people get up there, or is that a popular thing to get up there? You know, that's actually a really good question. I don't know anybody who actually gets it, but I'm pretty sure you can get it. I'm almost tempted to Google that. Um, okay. But yeah, it is a thing. I mean, I see it around in the, but I don't know any Canadians who get it. Well, do you, have you read it? Have you, is that a magazine that you've read? Like, I have so? only seen it once, um, okay. and it was in a library. Hmm. Okay, interesting place to find it, but... There is a Backpacking Magazine Canada, Backpacking and Hiking Canada, so I don't know if it comes to Backpacking, Backpacking Magazine itself comes up. Gotcha. Interesting. It's, I mean, Backpackers, definitely U.S. biased. Like, I think that's where most of their audience comes from. Uh, True or false question for you. Years ago, I wrote an article for Backpacker Magazine and the whole article was simply about making fun of Derek. Uh, oh, I, I, was, I was almost saying true, except for I don't think you were making fun of Derek the whole time, so false. Okay. 
Uh, no, true. That's a true article. True article <laughs> that happened. It's like years ago. I think more than a maybe maybe more than a decade ago. But yeah, it was called "How to Botch a Gear List," and <laughs> the reason why like I'm thinking of it is I just happened upon like they had this artist rendering of all of the, like the missteps that Derek had that we've talked about on our podcast, and so I was gonna throw that on um, our Facebook page. Maybe I've already done that already. So. Anyway, um, just kind of a funny just memory right there, and I was like, "Yeah, this this whole process started a long time ago." But that's hilarious. You need to do another one. I, yeah, that's true. I could just keep, yeah have a series, right? <laughs> re-update, re-update the <laughs> right. article, part right. two: How to lose a sleeping pad in the middle of nowhere. Yes, or based on how this episode goes, I could just make it about you and some of your crazy ideas. So we'll we'll see. We'll yeah. see if you qualify. That's true. Um, I do have a Bible verse for today. Hebrews 13.3, remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them. I'm kind of cutting that short a little bit, but this is referring to believers who may have been persecuted for being Christian and thrown into jail, or maybe they became Christian or becoming believers in jail. But in the general sense, are you pretty connected with prisoners? <laughs> this is really funny because where my brain went the for the first second was how does he know that I used to volunteer in a women's prison, and then I did all not of know sudden, that. That's not no, what I'm talking about at all. <laughs> but then all of a sudden I realized that you meant the all the comments on the infamous ramen bomb and yes. my my uh, prison follow my prison and pr- pr- ex cons and and prison guard following. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that you were connected with a prison ministry. So bless you for that, first of all. Don't yeah, I do yeah. not want to make fun of that. That is awesome you did that. I thought it was funny yeah. that you were just getting a lot of comments about the ramen bomb. So yeah, no, both are both are wonderful things. No, um, okay. yeah, the it's actually really interesting on that video when the first couple of comments started flowing in of like, hey, I used to make this in prison or we used to do it this way or this is what it was actually called because we used to make this in prison but then the weirdest one was that there was this one guard who made a comment and then everyone flocked to his thread and they started commenting this is what we call it in this side of the country this is what we call it in this side of country this is how the guys in my prison made it this is how like it was just hilarious to see um and but yet all totally friendly guard yeah. prison guards and ex-cons and i don't know whatever just all there talking together just talking about what i consider backpacking food yeah no, and, and i think that i'm i'm trying to learn from from you as a successful youtuber and so what i'm going to do is i'm going <laughs> to go to a prison and i'm just going to say hey so what's like kind of cool to do here and mm-hmm. then i'll make a, a like a backpacking related video about it and just get hits and comments like crazy and i might yeah, I might just make it big on YouTube, right? My dad has a theory, which is that the reason it got so big was just because all the prisoners saw ramen bomb, and they thought, wait, mm. you can make an explosive with ramen? Right. And so they clicked right. on it. But yeah. um, <laughs> How do I escape? Right. <laughs> but there are other prison meals that I have found out from that thread that I actually plan on making a video of one day, and some of them are okay. just wild. Okay. Um, wow. Are some of them going to be part of this episode or is that no is that like but a tease? that's a tease but i don't know i guess we, we could talk about it i wasn't planning on talking about them okay well, well that's that's up to you you are in charge of your own you know answers to upgrading your camp meals today I'll, I'll say one's one's an interesting one. one is making a loaf with doritos and <laughs> yeah you take the Doritos, you mush them in the bag, you add some like water or some broth or something. And I'm trying to remember all the different ingredients that you added. Oh, cheese. Um, string cheese? String cheese. There you go. You add string okay. cheese to it. And then you form it together into a brick and okay. let it sit. And then it becomes this weird loaf. Yeah. If you want to make disgusting food, like that is perfect, I think. <laughs> Um, and if, and if really, if prisoners are looking for creative ways to escape, I think like the string cheese thing, like if you just get, you know, really old string cheese, you can just string it out and make a string down the side of the building. There you go. Right. Is that, anyway. that, that's, that's also a repelling technique I hear. <laughs> Take that right. one out in the back A little more risky, but, um, 
Anyway, so we have these creative and crazy ideas from Jesse and myself and more coming up after this. Hey there, Rowan from Summit Strength here. And today I wanna to quickly talk to you about my online personal training service for hikers, the Online Summit Program. Now I've specialized in training hikers, backpackers, trekkers, and mountaineers for years now. And when I first started working in this area, I quickly realized that while I was helping plenty of people in my hometown of Sydney, Australia, there's so many more hikers around the world who really did need help with their physical preparation for the trail. And I also realized that there weren't really that many specialists out there in the world of training for hiking, who had a background in both hiking and coaching, who knew how to prepare people for their adventures without just telling them to go out and walk all day, asking them to do hundreds of burpees, or treating them the same as someone who simply just wanted to look good in the mirror. Who knew how to help people with common hiking issues like knee, back, or foot pain on the trail. Who had strategies to help people deal with things like always getting out of breath when going up hills, surviving unstable terrain, high altitude, or simply training for a big adventure around an incredibly busy life. So that's when I decided it was up to me. And I put together an entirely online personal training service to help hikers, backpackers, and mountaineers all around the world. Since then, I've helped a huge number of hikers accomplish some really amazing things, ranging from being comfortable and pain-free on their day hikes, to successfully completing their first serious backpacking trip, all the way to conquering some of the biggest and tallest mountains in the world. So today, I just want to say, if you do want some specialist help to get fit, strong and pain-free for hiking, to give you the best chance of a safe, enjoyable and successful adventure, the Online Summit program could be a great option for you. To find out more, you can go to summitstrength.com.au slash online. That's summitstrength.com.au slash online. And you can check out all the details. Train strong, summit strong. Outdoor Vitals focuses on designing premium ultralight products that are comfortable and multifunctional. Their high standards of quality and versatility keep customers from buying multiple items or replacing gear too often. Living ultralight means buying less quantity and getting higher quality. Check them out at OutdoorVitals.com. All right, so we've each come up with a few ways to upgrade camp meals and this could you know this could kind of go in some different directions so jesse what's your first one you got on your list so this um this is a way to spice up breakfast um when you're out on the trail you know depending on what you do for breakfast i think at least most backpackers that i'm familiar with if they have breakfast it's like oatmeal and mm. i actually don't mind oatmeal but I went through a season just in regular life, eating it every single day. So I kind of got away from it. So now when I come back to eating oatmeal on the trail, I'm like, oh, you know, it's, it's just oatmeal. Right. But you can dehydrate muffins and basically make muffin croutons at home before you go on your trail. And you just take a little baggie of those and you throw those into your oatmeal as you're like pouring the hot water in. And they rehydrate and you're basically adding like flavor, whatever muffin flavor you want into your oatmeal. So you could have like a mm. banana nut, whatever, brown sugar oatmeal thing. You could have a strawberry oatmeal. You could have – and it, it okay. is – they are amazing. Plus the like muffins stay a little bit firm so they're like a little crispy. So it gives it some texture that's not just oatmeal texture. Did you invent the phrase – muffin crouton i i did i think i may have i'm trying to remember actually if it was me or my mom i think i was explaining what it was to my mom at one point because she's like why do you need all these muffins because she got me some muffins (laughs) (laughs) stop with the muffins (laughs) and i was trying to explain what it was and she's like oh it's like croutons i can't remember if it was me trying to say they're like croutons that are muffins i think that's what it was Okay, I'm actually really intrigued on this one because that does it does sound like it would upgrade your traditional totally. oatmeal. So, are you when you say dehydrate, like are you talking about like you're buying some muffins at the store, some pre-made muffins, or are you saying like make the muffins and then wreck the muffins? Well, I wouldn't make. Yeah, no, I wouldn't make mu- the muffins. So how I got the muffins were, you know, those muffins that were just on the edge of of stale. 
taking the ones that okay. nobody isn't going to eat anymore, taking those ones, and then you break them apart and dehydrate those. So, like in your, so either in a dehydrator or in a oven is basically what you're saying. Yeah, or okay. yeah, I mean, you could even if if it's hot enough, it's a hot enough day, you can leave them in the sunshine. But would have you like? Are there savory muffins, or is a savory muffin just a biscuit? <laughs> That's another. The I've, deep philosophical questions know. with Carl is a savory muffin. I've had savory a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I've had savory style oatmeal before, so I was trying to think of other options you could have. So anyway, that no, that's a that's a good going. thing. I can't imagine savory oatmeal. Somebody somebody was trying to sell me on this before. It is a literally a foreign concept in my life, and also one that I don't okay. want to try. But yeah, I, I mean, like, a, <laughs> would a bran muffin be savory? Is that kind of like a savory? Not really. No. Yeah, I feel like they still add a little bit of sweetness to that. But if you yeah, if you took out all the sugar, brown sugar, whatever, then that would be that could work. But I'm thinking like, you know, peanut butter. Mm, if you add peanut butter yes. to oatmeal, you're getting a protein addition there. You could add that with like peanut butter powder they have now that, you know, you could mix yeah. that in. But that's not, that's that's like savory, right? Because there's no sweetness added to it. Well, is that right? Yeah, I don't that's know if right. the, about the peanut butter pro, or the peanut butter powder, actually. That has been something on my list I've been wanting to get and try. Um, okay. I don't know if that's more savory. But I think normal peanut butter does definitely have. A fair, like if you got one of those little Jif uh, packets, that thing's loaded with sugar. Oh yeah, I haven't looked at the sugar. That's a good point. I t- the peanut butter that I buy typically doesn't have any sugar, but a lot of them do. So that's a, that's a good thing to check. All right, mm-hmm. we're going like yeah, we're, we're really like breaking this down here. All right, how many? Oh, this is good idea. Muffin croutons do you put in per oatmeal packet? Um, so I'll usually do two oatmeal packets, and I'll throw in like you know a good handful. Of muffin croutons so okay. it's really up to you know to taste but are the muffin croutons pretty good tasting on their own yes yes it is sometimes hard to not just <laughs> snack on the muffin croutons especially right. af- especially if you're not a dessert bringer if you don't bring dessert um, right. which is a mistake in backpacking period right. yep. but they can make a nice little dessert just munching on those okay Here's the temptation is that I've got the oatmeal, I've got the muffin croutons, I'm just going to eat the muffin croutons. <laughs> um, I've been on, like, I haven't, this is a couple years ago, but there was like a streak of backpacking trips that I was, went on where I brought the oatmeal for breakfast because I didn't have any other options and I wasn't getting very creative. And I looked at the oatmeal in the morning, I was like, I don't want to eat this. And so I just ended up bringing it and just carrying it for the duration of the trip. Oh. And so I could see myself. I don't know. I'd probably try that. I'd probably try your souped up um, oatmeal, but then I'd probably just be like, these croutons are excellent. I'm going to keep eating those. <laughs> um, so this is for somebody with like self-control and somebody willing to eat oatmeal, but I think this is a good one. So thumbs up to this one. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah, what's your, right. what is uh, your souped up backpacking meal? So I, I can't remember, like we've done so many episodes now where I can't remember if I've mentioned this one before, but because we're so far I'll call you out if you have. You can, but I think that <laughs> I, I feel like anything I mentioned, like season one and maybe even early season two, is fair game to re-mention because I don't know that people can even access a lot of these episodes anymore. Anyway, so yeah, that's true. My thought is to bring, especially if you're like local to the trail you're going to, like you're driving to it, bring something perishable to eat for the mm. first night, for the first dinner. So mm-hmm. whatever that is, you can freeze it and let it sort of thaw out as you're hiking. You can still kind of insulate it in the, in the middle of your backpack, but whether that's like hamburgers or hot dogs, or I've even brought salmon. Not sure, that's probably the least safe thing that I brought. And, um, but some of these things you can even like, you know, especially the hot dogs, like you can just cook those over a campfire. So you're not even using stove fuel at that point. And if you're going for an overnighter, you don't even need a stove or your fuel. And so bring something perishable and make that first night just like an awesome, awesome meal. That's my thought. I think this is an excellent idea, but what I think you guys should do for your next trip is challenge Rocky to carry Mm. like a whole whack of steaks for everybody. Right. That, okay, so that touches on my addendum to (laughs) this tip is that if you're not the person that's like let's say you're flying in and you're meeting guys that are driving which is actually mm-hmm. um what you, you know do. what i've got planned mm-hmm. i do not trust 
somebody else, at least in the group of guys that I go with, to not only buy the perishable item, but then to freeze it and bring it. So there's three things I'm trusting them to do so that I will have a dinner that first night. I do not trust them to do that. And so I think a lot of folks out there have you know responsible friends that like that's not a big deal. And this is a big deal for, for the guys that I go with. So when you say like ask Rocky to bring steaks, like he would totally carry them and but leave them at home hundred <laughs> percent are they gonna be on the trip hundred percent um i don't know rocky of all the guys like rocky's probably pretty trustworthy but maybe it's my own like issues with control that would not relinquish that to, to anybody so have i you done actually this have well i think the closest i've done was hot dogs on the first night but the first night was we were not far into the backcountry we were like a mile, mile and a half away from our car. So it was it was just where we mm. could book our campsite and then we were going further from there. Right. But we had decided we would get uh, hot dogs right. and get we got all the little packets, individual packets of uh, condiments instead of having to carry out the, yep. the tubes. But I love the idea of doing a yep. steak or doing something something fancy. You gotta and you gotta be good if you're gonna cook like a steak over an open fire or something like that or on the stove. Like you gotta know what you're doing or have practiced that to make it good. But yeah. um, but if you're that guy, then you know what you got an awesome first night meal. So mm. boom. I think I think that's the kicker. That's the one thing that holds me back is the idea of having to bring the excess or the extra cookware in order to do that. Like on my last trip, I said no to bacon and eggs in the morning because I was like, I don't want to bring my frying pan. Right, 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 right. Yep. And if you're doing, a, yeah, like a higher mileage trip, you don't want to carry the extra weight, right? No. Yeah. But I like yeah. that idea. I got to okay. give it a try. Connecting this back to Backpacker Magazine, I, I, I sort of thought about this because there was this article years ago from this woman who was like, how to make a trip fun for kids. And she's like, we bring Subway, Subway sandwiches for the first night. And they just like pack in the Subway Ooh. sandwiches. And I think it was similar to you where it's like they didn't do a ton of miles and, you know, they're hiking with kids. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember that article because in the same article, she's also like, make it fun for kids tonight. Bring firecrackers. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, backpacker published this. Like, start how to start a forest fire. Like, best way right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, second one on your list, what you got? Um, okay, so the next one on my list is pretty simple. It's, but it's an easy way to increase the protein level of basically any meal that you can make or buy. Um, and this goes even for if you want to get a, a dehydrated store-bought meal. Some of them, you know, they've got all the vegetarian options or whatnot. I know I look at some of them and I think, oh, that sounds delicious, but I don't want a vegetarian right. option. I want something that's high protein. And that is simply taking a package of tuna and opening it up, not a can, um, but one of those right. like little, you know, the, the Starkist, is that what they call them down there? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. opening that and adding that to your meal, whatever it be. I do this with just, K, uh, not KD, they call it KD up here, but it's mac and cheese, macaroni and cheese. Mm. And you add some tuna into that. I call it the tuna luna. It's because it's, you know, kind of like... L- moon-shaped pasta with tuna i don't know that's what i go with but um okay. you can do that even with those sidekick nors easy easy protein easy meal but takes it to the next right. level and budget right. honestly yeah when you said yeah that is a budget too yeah when you said um luna like tuna luna my uh cat is named luna oh. and so i was curious if you're with like cat meat and yes for extra protein no. and that would be disgusting it would also so, be particularly well i guess maybe you've mentioned luna on the podcast before i was like i don't know if i how i would know that i don't think it, so yeah be a no, little creepy I, yeah. for me to know your cat's name <laughs> <laughs> and to name a meal after her or him i people bring up stuff that, I've, that i said on the podcast all the time i'm like i do not remember saying that so it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> so, i like that i like the simplicity though just simply adding that kind of protein extra to like a pre-existing meal to kind of soup it up a little bit so mm-hmm. i'm not a big tuna guy but i know a lot of people are and i know a lot of people bring that um so i'm gonna say thumbs up to that one thumbs up hey they got salmon packets too by the way they have salmon salmon packets yeah like a tuna packet they oh. got a salmon packet 
they do not have those up here in Canada. Oh, they don't? It the the tuna packets have is just a recent thing within the past like three years. Oh, um, really? And even those are sometimes hard to find. Yeah. Okay. But oh man, salmon. Gotcha. You can also get chicken. You actually can't get those up here yeah, either. But that's true. I'm gonna order some from the state so I can have chicken meals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So my next one is like similar. Like I had a similar thought process to yours, but a different edition hmm. and. So you added kind of the protein, and my I'm adding like a zing of flavor with my addition, and this could be added to mm. really a lot of those freeze-dried meals. And I saw somebody do this last summer on the trip, and I thought, that's genius. And he basically mm. brought a bag full of shaved Parmesan cheese. And oh. Yeah, just... I think he added it to like a lasagna oh, meal and I was like this is a great idea like and just to clarify not the powder stuff like yuck that's gross oh. but he actually like like bought a chunk or a block of parmesan cheese which keep, it's a hard cheese so it keeps really well and so this can really keep well. for days and just like cut it up or shaved it however he did it and he had a bag full and he just portioned mm. it out so he just kind of threw you know a few pinches in per per night and I was like I'm jealous of that not only that, great calories, extra calories, right, tons right, of fat. extra calories and fat. Yeah. And that is, that is a, I'm writing that one down. And right, you know, I know, okay. I know you're jealous or, or you're, you're not jealous. You're berating the, the powdered stuff, but I'd even be okay with the powdered stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will say this, that if you had the powder stuff, like, like for me, you know, struggling with self-control, I'm more likely to eat all that Parmesan cheese, like the shave stuff that first oh, night. Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. The powdered stuff, I would actually be able to portion that out. Like I'm not going to be, you know, like like licking my finger and diving into a Ziploc <laughs> bag with that. So <laughs> you, No, no, no. You would be more likely to leave that bag on the trail and for Derek to come and pick it up and carry it for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so my my third one is a doozy because this is I feel like, you know, we're talking about ways to upgrade your meal. This isn't just like ways to upgrade your meal. This entire meal is a way to upgrade your trip. Okay. Cuz it's that good. And wow. it is having like a Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner in the backcountry. On Christmas and Thanksgiving or like anytime? Well, I I actually did this on Christmas Eve. I went oh, Christmas right. Eve. That's I went right, out by yeah. myself, and I made this on Christmas okay. Eve. But you can do it anytime. Okay. I wish I, I had seen this and heard this around, but I thought, like, oh, man, that's so much work. But I figured I'd make it for myself on Christmas Eve because it's special. But it was so easy and so instant and so light, but so amazing. So this is what it is. You take stovetop mashed potatoes. You take instant – no, sorry. You take stovetop stuffing, instant mashed yep. potatoes – Okay. And a packet of gravy and then a packet of – if you want to go fancy, you go like a packet of, of chicken breasts that, you know, have been cooked in the store and just vacuum sealed. Um, right. Or turkey if you really want to go fancy, turkey breasts. And they've been sliced into the spits. You throw them in your pot. You throw in the gravy and a little bit of water. It starts getting the, the chicken hot. Are you, are you talking about you throw them in your pot on the trail or yeah. prior – Okay. So oh, no, are no, these... no, Sorry. This is you're now cooking the meal. So are you? Did you freeze the the turkey or the chicken prior to the trip? I mean, well, if, I mean you're, in, if you're going in winter, you don't have to. But yeah, yeah. How would you do it? That's a good point because I just did this as an overnight, um, okay. so it wasn't a problem for me. But you're right. If right. I was going longer, yeah, you could either freeze it, or I would get those packets of chicken as a as a workaround. Um, and then that okay. way, yeah, okay, you're not getting the turkey, but you're getting a packet of, of chicken. And when you want to have it, you got it. Now, this is the way to upgrade this right. meal. So, of course, you've got your mashed potatoes. You've got your stovetop stuffing. You have your turkey and gravy. And it is all sitting there. But the one thing that it is missing is cranberry sauce. So if you really want to take it to the next level, mm. you, before you go... Take some cranberry sauce, put it in a Ziploc bag, and you add that to this meal, and it is next level. You got the sweet, you got the savory, you got the mashed potatoes. Oh, mm. I have yet to do right. to officially do this on a backpacking trip, but I I have done it on a couple like overnight trips, 
and I will definitely be doing this on a trip this summer. So what would you call this? Like, what's your title for this? It's like, uh... Holiday Bomb? (laughs) (laughs) I actually might take that. Um, (laughs) Gotta run with the holiday, gotta run with the thing. No, although I feel like Holiday Bomb, I might get flagged on YouTube and get some calls from the NSA or something like that. Um, oh my gosh, that's true. Well, you already had okay. You had like the muffin bomb. I think I saw is one of your videos, and then the ramen bomb. So I just figured bomb was like an appropriate meal. Yeah, you know, description. Bad. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I actually like it. No, I'd just say like turkey dinner on the trail. Okay. Or backpackers turkey dinner. Turkey dinner to go. Um, that's dude. That's pretty impressive. A couple thoughts I had. First of all, go you you mentioned kind of doing this like Christmas Eve this past year. When you yeah, can you even like heat the food up when it's negative twenty degrees outside? Is that <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, people actually lived in this weather long before there was any kind of even housing and electricity. Mm. So if they figured it out, I just I just made myself an igloo and, and made it work. Impossible. I, I'm not buying that for one second. Okay. Uh... <laughs> All right. So I didn't actually make myself an igloo, but that would be really cool. The, the other thing I thought of, because you're like, you know, bring chicken or bring turkey is like, I have this like ongoing argument with my wife, like a friendly argument that we have these, some of these traditional dishes for, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas that they're traditional, but in my opinion, they're like not very good. And turkey's one of them. Like I like, I'm a big fan of chicken, but I feel like when we make that massive turkey, first of all, we always, we can't find the right size for us. It's always too big. And then we have like leftovers that we end up throwing out. I feel like it's a big waste. And we've done a good job some years on turkeys, but for the most part, I'm like not a big fan of the turkey meat. And I'm also not a big fan of the green bean casserole. Is that something that you guys eat up there? Like the green bean with bacon? I like that. That sounds good. No, it's like you add like this cream of mushroom soup. It's basically like making green beans super unhealthy and slimy. And it's, and then you put like crispy onions on top. And I know I'm going to get some flack for this because I know people genuinely like this, but I'm like, this is like yucky. And we're making this, and we're going to have leftovers that is just a waste. And so, anyway, I would the, the whole point of me saying this is I would opt for the chicken in your holiday bomb. That's what I would do. There you go. The truth is I'm actually not that crazy about turkey okay. myself. Um, I, I, I would have a ham. Over, now, I'm really going to get some flack for this. I would have ham over mm-hmm. a turkey basically any right. single day. For this, what sells me on the turkey is the gravy. You're just drenching these turkey strips in gravy, so you don't even taste the turkey. It's just gravy, mashed potatoes. Mm. But chicken is is a great gotcha. is a great idea. Gotcha. Although you could do salmon. Yeah, that's. I'm trying to think of how that would mix with everything, but you could. Yeah. It would be horrible. It would be awful. Don't even entertain that idea, Carl. <laughs> um, this is like a long... I, we should just do an episode on like how to upgrade your holiday meals. And I think I would have a strong opinion. I'm like, why don't we just make something we like? Let's, let's make pizza or something. That's a good one. So th- I, I'm giving you like a triple thumbs up. I like all of your ideas and would be willing to try them for sure. What is your third one? Yeah, a couple were similar to some some on my list here. So I'm trying to... to um, like you'd mentioned kind of, you know, getting some of the packets to you know like the condiment packets at the store restaurants or even airports and um we had some some listeners chime in with some ideas about this mike and kevin specifically suggested that as well as like the salt and pepper packets especially if you're making your own you know camp meals like you're rehydrating them they're not the Mm pre-packaged stuff so that's a way to kind of spice it up and i guess kind of along that same vein is if you are the person who's going to be you know pouring the boiling water into the ziploc I got two ideas for you to make sure that that's going to work for you. First one is make sure you're using the freezer bags, a little bit thicker plastic so the bag doesn't melt on you. Mm -hmm. And the second one is if you're portioning it out and and there's different portions for different nights or different meals, use a Sharpie to write on the Ziploc bag how much water you need. Do you write the Sharpie with the hot water in the bag? Like the Sharpie's written before the trip and then the hot water's poured in the bag on the trip are you you're not going to write you're not going to write how much water you need in the bag as you're pouring the water in the bag right well i I don't know i was just trying to make it really clear hey heads up everybody i'm eating 
two cups worth of water mixed with dehydrated food. Just a heads up. So I'm writing this down. I'm going to display it. I'm going to hold it out so, so that everybody can see. I'm also going to tell you that it is the holiday bomb and write that in a Sharpie on the side as That's well. That's actually not a bad with idea. With my name. Yeah. If you can't, yeah, you, if you can't tell what each bag is or you get into camp late, you can just write it on there what your food is if you're making your own stuff. So... That was, yeah, kind of weak sauce for my last tip because we kind of had addressed it a little bit. But uh, if you want, I think I've mentioned this, this website before, greenbellyrecipes.com. They have, like, they have recipes where you don't have to dehydrate or have a dehydrator to make your own camp meal. So that's another thing to check out as well. So, so there you go. Six tips, six ways to upgrade your camp meals. All right, my friend. This is this is a first, but uh, we've got you on. Just you and me. We got trivia, mm-hmm. okay? Okay. You've, you've heard some <laughs> trivia before, and you know that some of the questions are legitimate backpacking-related questions, and some of them can be a little bit outlandish. Are you ready? I am prepped. I'm trying to wonder if there if we should put some sort of a challenge here. If but then it, there's mm. really no. I'm just challenging myself. I was going to say if I beat you. What, do, do you, mm-hmm. you have to wear the buff for an entire day. <laughs> uh, and if wear a buff for an entire day, that's a big, that's big time. If man. I lose, I have to eat crickets. Oh my gosh! I was gonna say, <laughs> wait, didn't I send? What did I send you? Did I send you some? You crickets? did. You sent you sent me some crickets at a cricket bar. I still got to uh, eat them. I've been saving them. That was like months ago that I sent those to you. <laughs> I know. I'm looking forward. I'm getting. I'm waiting for the perfect okay. backdrop. Gotcha. Or it might just be in my studio. We'll okay. see. The studio's still in process. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I was gonna say more like you've got to cross the border and make it to one of our backpacking trips <laughs> if you lose. But that's that's probably a bigger commitment than you want to commit to. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm cool with the buff challenge. I'm trying to think. We got. I got four questions. So man, you got to get you get it three out of four of these to win are you are you comfortable okay. with that not not knowing the questions <laughs> yeah. not, not only not knowing the question but knowing the types of questions the fortunate thing is these aren't Derek questions Derek questions nice. I yeah I love Derek's questions I would just never want to answer them Derek's questions half of them are like what he finds online they're not his own questions though <laughs> and so. I feel like so many I do agree with you being they're so often so per, uh, like subjective it's like right. in your opinion <laughs> what type of cloud is best to no 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 here's a trivia question <laughs> what is what type of cloud is best to look at while backpacking <laughs> <laughs> and then you can be like i don't know like cumulus yes yeah cumulus yeah that's that's it's like, it's like i'll take that one i'll, I'll take it. i'll take it i'll take it yeah. yeah he's he does have the best questions and i had i do yeah. have one sort of i have an opinion based question but if you you know if you, if it's a good answer then i'll take it so okay these questions are all related to, you know, the process of having camp meals or something related to food or like food and drink, basically. So um, some more okay. loosely than others. First question, uh, which metal is a better conductor of heat? So thinking about like, you know, your mug or your, your cookware. All right, so I got three options for you, okay? Okay. Aluminum. Okay. Titanium. Or gold. Oh. Well, yeah. wow. I really want a gold pot now. I mean, that's got to be like <laughs> blinging on the trail. <laughs> yeah. Would you carry a gold pot with you? Because that thing has got to be crazy. Only heavy. if it was a jet boil, Carl. Only if it was a jet boil. Okay. Because <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend as much money on a jet boil as I would have to spend on a jet boil, it better be gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say aluminum. That is correct. Aluminum, yeah. Yes. And and okay. strange, like titanium is the obvious. You know, like that does not do very well holding heat. Uh, for those no. that have used that, like I feel like I can p- almost pull that off of the stove and like hold it in my hands. It's not quite that bad, but close. Um, gold, I looked up and like gold actually heats the fastest, but it doesn't retain its heat the longest. Huh. That is fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so that's number one. So one for one. Number two, um, what is one way you can upgrade the traditional s'more? So one way to 
upgrade the traditional s'more. Yeah, so like you know, the s'more is like the graham cracker, chocolate, and marshmallow, oh. and that's it's typically a camping food, but I think people bring it backpack. Well, see, I know I know a way to do this, which is it is it is an amazing way to do this, but you would say that I'm wrong. So I, <laughs> how do you know? We've, we've never talked about s'mores in this podcast. I don't think ever. Because I know what people say when I tell them to do this, and but it is it okay. is it is an upgrade. Okay, but I have to All win right. the trivia. Okay, are you gonna say burn your marshmallow to a crisp? Is that what you're gonna say? No, 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 no. That's no, that's amateur, amateur, okay. Carl. I would say adding some nuts. Okay, like how. So you, like you got some trail trail mix, okay. you mix them into, put them on top of the marshmallow, then you put the chocolate on, okay. then you put the graham cracker on, bam! Now you have like a peanut butter, peanutty, oh peanut butter! Actually, just peanut butter. <laughs> Can I change my answer? <laughs> sure, I'll take it. I'll take it. Peanut butter. I take nuts. That's a good answer there. Uh, people go people go nuts actually with trying to upgrade their s'more, and they they put different toppings on. We tried the Reese's peanut butter cup instead of the chocolate. Like this. Oh, yeah. ooh, that's a that's good a little idea. thicker, so it doesn't melt quite as fast, but still good. Mm. So, you want to know what I was gonna say? Sour Patch Kids. Hot dog. Wait, what? Hot dog. So, what are you saying? You're saying like put marshmallows around a hot dog? Yeah. So you you take your hot dog, you you take your marshmallow, you cook your marshmallow. Okay. Ideally, you cook your hot dog too, but you can do it raw too. Well, not raw, but you know. I'll, hot dogs are cooked. Then you take your graham cracker, right. you put your marshmallow on, you put the hot dog or at least half the hot dog, you put some chocolate and another graham cracker and you eat this bizarre looking mm. but actually surprisingly tasty literally a gram a, 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 a s'more wiener a, yeah. a s'more bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess as you as you're describing this Mike, I'm thinking like did your description just discredit everything you said prior to that in this entire podcast. <laughs> no one will try a single thing and that I have the just answer suggested. For some, they're like, they're like, wait a second, I like Jesse's idea. Wait, that's his idea too. Can I really trust these other ideas? <laughs> you gotta try it. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna accept your answer with the peanut butter and the and the peanuts and stuff. But you're right. I would have not accepted the other one. So. Two for two, though. All right, so the third one. You kind of alluded to the, the concept of me leaving some stuff behind on the trail inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you name three drink mix powders that can be used for hydration? Um, like three different kinds or brands or whatever you want to call it. Okay, they're not a, it's not a powder, but I'm going to go with Noon. Okay. Um, Gatorade powder. Okay. And... Again, not a powder. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think if that counts because noon is not a powder. If you grind it up, it's a powder. Well, that, so does it have? They make it, it has to be a powder. Well, that's the whole thing. Is like I haven't left like. Oh yeah, you behind. you left your powder. Yeah, the drink mix. Okay. I can think of the gel, the gels, the electrolyte gels. I don't know Gatorade. Yeah. Do they have a Powerade? They do. Powerade. Yep. So I'm gonna go Gatorade and Powerade are two of three. I got nothing. Well, I'll go through a couple, a couple of them, and you can tell me if you have access to them. So we have like Scratch Labs makes okay. like a drink mix powder. Nope, never heard of. We have that's that's probably the least likely one you would have had up there. Goo makes them powders. Gu. Mm, nope. Oh, I think okay. I think I've seen Goo products, but I think I've only ever seen them as the uh, the little gels. Do they do gels too? Oh yeah, they they first were known for gels for sure. Uh, okay. Okay. What about um, Country Time Lemonade? Nope. I mean, we got lemonade, but is that a specifically an electrolyte mix? I've never heard of Country Time Lemonade. It's not. It, hmm. it works. So I yeah, I didn't say it had to be specific. I said that can be used for dehydration. You don't have you don't have lemonade powder. Well, there? that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I was gonna say Kool Aid. Or okay, yeah, that's, that's or like a fruit pun- or a fruit punch thing. But when I I don't think of right. those as electrolytes. But I guess there's they have, sugar. Well, they have sodium. They have sugar and sodium. Oh, okay. The sugar doesn't help as much, but it's more the sodium. sodium. Interesting. The sugar helps you actually drink more of it, so it does sort of help. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Either way, you're wrong. Okay. So you got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes it more dramatic that way because you got to get this next one right. 
All right, last question. If you owned the company Mountain House, how much would you charge for chicken and rice? <laughs> um, yeah, that would that be like a buck. Yes, a buck <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. One dollar, and you'll yeah. still make a ton of profit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm oh with gosh. you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Okay. <laughs> oh man, okay. that was hilarious. All right, so you have successfully passed, and I will wear a buff, not for a full day on a backpacking trip, but for a full day somewhere, so. Oh, that's true, we didn't clarify. Yeah. And at some I, point. I don't know uh, where a full day, for a full day on a backpacking trip, like that's hot. So <laughs> I'm adding this in. If, if you're not wearing it on a backpacking trip, you've got to wear it at some point as you're training in the grocery store. Oh, as I'm training. <laughs> so it's gotta, be, it's gotta be a day that you're okay. going training, yeah. so you're wearing your backpack and your buff in the grocery gotcha. store. Gotcha. I can I can do that. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Well, congratulations, my friends. You have passed some pretty ridiculous trivia questions, and hey, yeah, um, I don't have any tidbits today. So that's sad. I don't even get to say. I don't even get to say tidbit me. <laughs> um, that's. That was the whole reason I agreed to this, was just so I could say, tidbit me, Carl. Tidbit me. Actually, Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. We do have some tidbits because Derek is going to share his Thanksgiving story as promised. What you go. got, Derek? Oh, I got a good one. I, so know. this is back in the day, probably, I don't know, 2000, what, seven, eight, whatever. I was okay. living with Rocky and a couple, and uh, I believe I was living with Knowlton and another guy as well. And we had a Thanksgiving party at the house. And I said, you know what? I'll cook the turkey. For We had like 20-something people coming. Wow. It was going to be great. So I whipped out the turkey, cut it, cooked it. It was fabulous. Everybody ate it. We had all the trimmings, all that fun stuff. Great party, great time. Um, ended up cleaning the whole place up. Everybody goes home. Life goes on as normal. Well, you know, a few <laughs> weeks go by. A few weeks. Maybe, <laughs> a few weeks. Probably three, maybe four weeks go by. And and I started noticing the smell. I was like, what is that smell? It smells really mm. gross. Maybe I just need to re-clean. But it's like four guys live in a house. So I'm like, well, that's not that big of a deal. So the first couple of weeks, I just ignored it. And then by week three or four, like I was saying, I, 
was like, maybe we just need to, you know what? I'm going to re-clean the whole kitchen. I'm going to uh, dump the trash, and then it should be fine. So I think I did that one day, and it was just, it was, the smell was still there. Right. And so finally, uh, I got to the point where uh, one of our other roommates and Rocky and I were like, dude, okay, this is, I don't know. I'd have to clarify with Rocky. I can't remember the date, but it was like almost two months, I don't think, went by. I thought it was like February. I thought it was like mid-February. I think it was about, maybe it was two and a half. It was late January, early February. So this, okay. there's some time that's gone by from Thanksgiving. And so we're all in the, in the in the kitchen one day. And I'm like, dude, you guys, like, we got to figure out what the junk this smells like. I can't figure it out. I've cleaned. Everybody's like, yeah, I don't know what. It's. So we all just go to town on the house. We're cleaning top to bottom, kitchen in and out. We get the bathroom nearby. Everything's clean. We're like, this is we got it. And then all of a sudden, it's like we can't figure it out. So we still smell it. Mm. And so we start looking around, and we open up. The oven. Mm-hmm. We had not used the oven, you guys, in like two and a half, three months. We opened the oven, and not only was the turkey in there still, <laughs> there were living bugs and maggots on this turkey <sighs> for over that amount of time, just just feasting on this turkey. So let me just give you an idea of what it smelled like. I, when, when we opened, I think Rocky opened it up, and I walked over to smell it. I was a good two feet from the oven and he opened that thing up i immediately beeline for the bathroom and threw up in the toilet like it was so it was the worst smell hands down i've ever smelled in my life it just automatically made me vomit Mm. um so needless to say we we bagged that sucker up painfully and got Mm -hmm. rid of it and we got back to normal but it was pretty ridiculous i think rocky and i laughed at it now because i'm like how did we not number one use the oven in three months and how right. did we not realize that somebody i guess had put the turkey back in the oven for whatever reason i don't right. know why but it was horrendous he left a turkey a thanksgiving turkey in the oven <laughs> for months for months, months. Mul- multiple <laughs> multiple months yeah i didn't know that you threw up I, so now we're talking about a turkey with maggots and you throwing up in response yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Instantly. Gobble, gobble. We'll see you guys. I want to around the world. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app, to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.